What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another round of the Union Underground. Hope all is well with everyone this evening or today or afternoon or whenever you're listening. I can hear me. Let me turn that down some. I don't know why I don't turn that down before I start talking. Do it every time it seems like. Anyways, uh, yeah, hope everyone is well uh, tonight, uh, today, this evening, whenever you're listening, wherever you're listening from. Uh, we did miss the last couple of weeks, as y'all can tell, due to work and related stuff, uh, work related stuff, sorry. Um, and uh, also back to school shopping and activities that totally take rank on everything else in life. But now that is all squared away and we are ready to go. Uh, real quick, I just want to add on to this here too about the whole back to school activity thing. It's been an adventure. Uh, we got kindergartner and a junior high kid in the house now. So uh, that's really fun with doubling up on school supplies and activities and all of that. Uh, we did. Uh, I did get to have a... Um, cool proud dad moment this weekend though with all the back to school stuff though my oldest that's starting junior high um basically i told her that she had to pick an athletic activity that she needed to take part in starting now in her junior uh, junior high years and high school years because i want her kids to be you know somewhat athletic and not little couch potatoes like a lot of kids seem to be nowadays um if your kid's not you know or if your kid is that's cool that's your house you know i'm not trying to offend anyone but we told our, you know, we tell our kids that they got to take part in some activity, you know, school-related activity and stuff. Uh, we wanted to be a part of. Uh, she, but she didn't uh, want to do anything as far as what the school offers. She wasn't interested in cheerleading, which we're cool with that. She didn't want to do softball, basketball, soccer, anything like that, um, which was fine, you know. Um, but uh, we were running out of options. She didn't want to do choir. Didn't want to do band. Um, anything really she just she loves to read which is cool but anyways uh i figured i'd just be a little smart ass with her and uh try to see if i could get away with with something on her and so i just suggested taking up skateboarding and she lit up like she got so excited and that's all she has been talking about for about the last 48 hours um so uh yeah uh super proud dead moment there i guess on that one but um we uh uh, did order uh, both of us some boards uh, yesterday and they're coming in this week so I'm about to start teaching her how to skateboard which is going to be fun for me because I have not skateboarded I've not been on a skateboard in probably uh, 30 years <laughs> close to 30 years probably so that'll be uh, fun to uh, relearn myself now I do ride e-skateboards or e-boards they're electric skateboards you stand on them with a remote and it just goes, which is kind of the new fad right now. I know they got them one wheels out and everything, but uh, I'm more of just old school skateboards, like a long board with a motor on it, remote control motor. So it's pretty cool. But anyways, yeah, I'm going to teach her how to actually do skate, uh, how to actually ride a skateboard and teach her the basics and stuff. And then we are getting her lined up for classes too, for uh, more advanced writing. So, you know, watch out Thrasher magazine. She may be on the cover of y'all's magazine pretty soon. Um, so anyways, yeah, uh, Mama and I are proud uh, of our kid uh, for definitely not being an in-crowd kid. She definitely doesn't uh, go the way of the buffalo on that. She be- walks to the beat of her own drum, and we're definitely proud parents about that, you know. Um, try to teach her that. Just uh, be you, be who you are, um, and don't worry about what everybody else thinks. And 
Honestly, this part ain't even in my notes for the show, but that's how we are as preppers as we walk to the beat of our, of our own drum, and we don't need to worry about what other people think because people are going to talk crap about us for prepping and saying that we're crazy tinfoil hat-wearing conspiracy theorists, but that's okay because I know we've all had some issues or SHTM, small SHTF situations that have risen like the blizzard here in Texas or whatnot in your area earthquakes tornadoes and stuff and i'm pretty sure y'all will already y'all were all ready for those events as they um came up and y'all lived comfortably through that all right so anyways now on to this episode that i've rambled a little bit um tonight or today or now while you're listening on this episode and i don't know why i keep referring to a specific time because i'm recording in the evening so that's just what registers in my head when I'm talking. So sorry about that if it's confusing. Hopefully it's not, though. Um, anyways, on this episode, we're going to have a little fun. And we're going to read some questions folks have asked on Facebook. And we're also going to cover some of the am- answers that were given from the prepping community. Um, so uh, it, it did uh, take a little work and a little research there. It wasn't as easy as it sounds because uh, there are so many trolls out there online right now, and they're just talking smack and trying to discourage others, especially new preppers. And um, I do my best whenever uh, I see a new prepper pop up in um, these survival and prepping groups and off-grid living groups. Uh, they, they, they'll they say they're new to prepping, and, um, you know, usually it's community of open arms and, you know, good information to give them. But then there's those trolls out there that you got to worry about that are, just there to discourage and you know it's 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 really a sad situation but um if you are new to prepping um uh stick to it you know i I get on there and whenever i see someone talking about being a new prepper i'd uh try to catch everyone that i can and push the podcast on them i get a lot of uh i notice whenever i look at the uh statistics or the stats for the show i always notice whenever i i suggest the show to someone i see uh, new listens popping up uh, pretty quickly after that. It takes a couple of days, but um, you know it, it's it's a win win. Folks are getting information, and I'm getting listens, and the show's growing, which is great. Um, getting more folks, you know, getting a I, I, I hate saying a fan base because I don't think of y'all as fans. You know, y'all are you know y'all listen and support the show by listening, and I I don't want to say fans because fan is short for fanatic, and I'm not into being in the limelight of sorts. Um, I, I've been there, done that, and it wasn't for me. I just want to get this information out to you folks that are willing to listen, and if you can benefit from it, great. Um, I don't think we're ever too old or too experienced to stop learning things. Anyways, uh, anyways, there, and veered off there, didn't mean to, but uh, onto that whole thing about the answers of digging through the trolls and everything there are also others out there that are hovering in these groups that they're there's they're just there to grab intel on preppers such as us uh that are in their area um they will do their recon and their research on folks and and find out where they live i mean it's easy i can i can find out where pretty much anybody lives in the united states just by having their first and last name um, and honestly, just by knowing their, uh, license plate on their car, there's websites out there. You can do that. Um, even just an address, you can find an address and look that up and see who lives at that house or who owns that house. So, um, internet ain't exactly safe, which we all know that. 
Anyways, having said that, uh, folks, y'all, please be careful out there on what you say and what you post online because there are poachers out there watching us like a hawk right now, especially with the way things are going in the world. It seems like we're just on a downward spiral down a drain right now, the way things are going. Um, let's see here. Oh, I just scrolled too far too fast. All right. Um, so before we get on to tonight's extravaganza, just like every show, we got to give our cheap pops and plugs on everything. So if you want to come on the show and be a guest and talk tips, tricks um, about what you've learned or your knowledge on prepping and survival, um, or if you have a product and you want to talk about that, just reach out to us here at the show via email at the Union Underground Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, be sure to give our Facebook page a like and a share, even though I really, honestly, man, I do my best to keep up with that. I, I just, between doing the podcast and keeping up with the link page and everything, the Facebook page, I know I kind of slack on that and I'm sorry about that, but you know, it's still a way to, um, promote us, uh, get our name out there and everything. Um, also we do have union underground shirts, stickers, and wristbands, and you can order all of that through the email. I definitely need to update our link page with that on there. Um, I'll have to find the one of our shirts and get a picture of it and post it up there and everything so y'all can actually just order via through the link page and everything uh, and let me hopefully I can get that done very very soon um, it's just hard it's been so busy anyways uh, we do oh wait I already read that line there sorry uh, also and most importantly be sure to share and subscribe or follow the show on whichever platform you get your podcast on uh, you can find all the show's information and platform links on our link page. And once again, that's L-I-N-Q. Um, and we will be putting a link there in the show's description. So just scroll down a little bit further. Whenever you're looking at the show's description on whatever platform, there's the link for the link page. Click it. Take you to the show. And there's actually a uh, share button there where you can just copy that link and post it to your social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever else is out there. I don't even know. So... All right, so, uh, uh, okay, so I said today that uh, I feel like I'm rushing. Am I talking too fast? If I'm talking too fast, I'm sorry. Don't know why I am. I don't know. I just feel like I'm talking really, really fast. Just need to calm down, maybe. Switch to decaf. Anyways, um, so yeah, today uh, we're going to cover some of the questions folks have been asking online and share some of the responses that uh, have been following these questions. Um, now, real quick on this here before we get started in these questions here, I'm going to be saying the name of the person asking the question. I'm going to be saying the um, name of the person that is responding to the question. And I'm sorry, the first name only, though. All right. The first name only because... Um, uh, never use last names on the show. I don't even use my last name on the show. Uh, for those of you that do know me personally, you know my last name or you're on my Facebook page and you know my last name like that. Uh, but other than that, I do not share my last name on here because I know there are a lot of people that listen to this show that are not on my Facebook and we're not going to use last names for anyone for any reason other than legal and security reasons, mainly. Um, so, you know, uh, only way that I will use a last name is if I'm uh, referring to an author or someone that is in the public eye. All right. Now, um, I'm, I've, it sounds like I'm reading something other than my notes here in front of my face. And I am reading something other, 
something in front of me other than my notes on my computer. Uh, real quick, what I'm actually reading here is uh, some of the pages that I actually went to to find these questions and answers. Uh, so over on Facebook, there's a group called uh, Survivalist and Preppers 101. There is another group called, well, if I can find it. That's the problem. I can't ever find it. Oh, off-grid living, off-grid living, survivalism, and prepping. There's also another one that is beginner prepper, I believe it is. I can't remember off the top of my head, and I cannot find it all of a sudden. But yeah, uh, I already lost those again. Uh, off-grid living, survivalism, and prepping, and survivalist and preppers 101. Those are some of the groups that uh, if you are not a member of and you are listening to the show. Um, definitely want to check out those groups. A lot of great information, a lot of great questions. Uh, and like I say, a lot of great information on those groups there from folks. And it's just a lot of, a lot of like-minded individuals such as us that are on there and always willing to, uh, put out a lending or a helping hand whenever it comes to, uh, helping folks out with, uh, questions and answers. All right. So let's get on to this here. Uh, our first question is going to be from Vicky. Uh, and she asked, wondering what natural medicines people will use if SHTF. I have read quite a bit about different herbs and uh, tinctures. Man, I should have like proofread all of this here before I really did it. I just kind of copied and pasted a lot of it. But I did read them and just, I don't know, something slipped through the cracks. Anyways, also MMS, DMSOs, ozones, uh, cladial, cladial, silver, and more. Oh, no, my spell check's telling me that's spelled wrong. Let me see here. So the spell check says it is. Ah, uh, collodial, silver, and more. Anyone... Man, why did you pop up? Sorry. Anyways, I... Anyone use any of these and have any wisdom to share? Also, I'm kind of a vitamin freak. Uh, anyone know how to take vitamin C? I heard you can uh, make it from pine needle. Anyone tried that? Uh, some of the responses that were out there for that there was Bill Road. I would like to suggest going to booneyplants.com, B-O-N-E-Y plants.com. It has so much nutritional info uh, that apparently him and his, I'm assuming wife or spouse, whoever, uh, I don't know, his household, they used a three-hole punch and made copies and collected them, collecting a lot of these, uh, inf- a lot of that information in three three ring binder and i've actually talked about that on a previous show about um putting together your own personal binder of your own personal information that you find online because remember folks when the grid goes down shit hits the fan you know no rule of law is is happening you know we don't have electricity we're not going to have the internet and you're going to need this information so basically you know unless you can get your hands on an encyclopedia britannica and you want to lug that big thing around um, you need to make your own book, your own, get you a three ring binder, get online, start printing pages, pl- printing remedies, uh, plants, you know, get, you know, get you some books and stuff and, and make copies of stuff that pertains to you. Um, you, you, a lot of these books that are out there, they're going to be for, you know, like all of North America, but they're, you know, you live in a specific region region and you, you know, there's going to be a section in there on your region and the rest of the book is kind of pointless unless you plan on traveling to those other regions. So, you know, you need to make a, make a, make a, your own binder of what pertains, 
that what benefits you and your family it's for your region that you live in whether it's low altitude high altitude levels sea levels you know stuff like that um you know put recipes in there remedies medications plants you can eat uh i know on our last episode you know put stuff in there bugs you can eat you know how to survive how to build stuff how to start a fire you know just kind of quick reference that you need because you know we can practice this stuff day in and day out but at the end of the day when shit does hit the fan um we've got to remain calm about it and a lot of folks i hate to say it and it's going to sound harsh are not going to remain calm and they're going to forget a lot of their training we are i'm actually working on doing a multi-series show i'm actually reading a couple of books right now on uh, mental preparedness and how to remain calm and mentally be calm and make good mental decisions when faced with adversities and, and high stress situations. So I'm actually working on that right now. Um, I'm on my second book right now that I'm, once I get that finished this next week, start putting everything together and putting, it's going to be a multi episode show because there's, there's just so much information on how to train yourself. So anyways, back to the questions and answers. I just veered off into left field that time. Um, so yeah, uh, Bill wrote about booneyplants.com. Uh, next answer was Patrick. He responded with willow bark has medicinal qualities. Uh, it's basically basically like aspirin. Um, so that's something that would be worth a Google. So willow bark and their medicinal qualities. Uh, Peter also responded with YouTube channel has a magical hoof. Uh, the lady makes and shows how to make many medicines naturally. I'm definitely going to be checking out Magical Hoof myself because that sounds freaking awesome. Um, once again, it'll be something that I will be uh, sitting there typing along with her and recording this stuff and making my own binder for things. Uh, Rebecca, and I, this here blew my mind. I don't know why. I probably should have known this to begin with. But Rebecca responded with, green peppers are high in vitamin C. I did not know that. I had to ask my wife, who is a nurse, if green peppers were high in vitamin C or if Rebecca was just off of her rocker and my wife was like, oh, no, it's real high in vitamin C. I was like, I did not know that. I knew oranges were, did not know green peppers. So great response there, Rebecca. Great info there. Gina wrote, um, I see a neuropathic doctor and she had me use dry mustard pack, uh, dry mustard packs for pneumonia. It cleared it right up. So, okay, stick, uh, Okay, stick piling that stuff now. It's amazing. Um, I'm going to say she meant to say, okay, stockpiling that stuff now. It's amazing. Once again, I just, some of this here, I copied and pasted, and I, I tried to proofread it all, and some of this stuff is just slipping through uh, on misspelled words and stuff, and that's okay. It's cool. We all make mistakes. There's a lot of times, like I tell people all the time, I do my best proofreading three minutes at, or three seconds after I hit send on an, a text or an email, so it's all good. So yeah, uh, mustard packs for pneumonia. Did not know that. Good information right there. All right, because uh, pneumonia is not something you want to play with, especially when you there's not going to be a doctor around or a hospital or a clinic that you can get to. Uh, next question is going to be from Mike. And not me, but another Mike that was uh, there on Facebook in one of the groups. He asked, just finished the Going Home series by A American. It was amazing. Any other prepping book suggestions? Uh, I really enjoyed this uh, thread right here. Fred responded with Patriots by James Wesley Rawls. Uh, Brian responded with One Second After is Pretty Good. Wasn't a fan of the Going Home books, though. Um 
the one second after, uh, I know I've talked about it on the show, that one second after series, folks, if you have not done that by William Fortune, I mean, you've got to get it. It's great. One second after, one minute after, or one year after, and then final day. Um, great trilogy. Awesome. There is so, so much information in there. So much information that I even second, I, I, I had to take a step back and be like, man, I ain't even remotely ready. There was stuff in there that I didn't even think about. Um, so it, it was a great read. All three books, freaking awesome. Um, good, good stuff there. So kudos to Brian on that one there. Uh, Reed wrote in and said, Walking in the Rain series by William Allen. The Ranch series by Sean uh, Liscom. And any of the series by Boyd Craven. Uh, also, Grid Down series by Bruce Buckshot Hemming. Have not checked those out. Sounds like they're good. I will probably be giving them a read in the very near future. Uh, see here, we covered Brian a second ago. There was another Brian. Um, that we'll just call him Brian too, because like I say, I'm not putting last names out there on the show. But he wrote the Going Home series, even though one of the other responses said they was not a fan of it. Uh, but the Going Home ha- series has to be one of the best. Uh, he also re- uh, said the Ranch also. Uh, was a good one to check out. Uh, Forgotten, Forbidden America. That name right there grabs my attention immediately, so I may be looking that one up too. Uh, the Pack. Um, he also mentions the One Second After series and the People's Republic. Uh, and he also did a notable mention of the Survivalist. Enemies, Foreign and Domestic. And the Kelly Turnbull series was fun. Um, I will add on to that there is the Chris Pike series. Uh, I can't remember the name of her books. I have gone through her series of books here. I've got them right here in my Audible. Let me pull them up real quick because that's how professional I am. I do not have my stuff ready to go. But it makes for, you know, fun listening while I sit here and read. So talk amongst yourselves. Chris Pike, Unexpected Worlds. Let's see here. Um, And if this starts playing in the background, I'm sorry. Actually, let me just pull up my library. As long as I don't hit it and it starts playing go yeah uh, chris pike she has a uncertain world unexpected world it's a book series it's a it's a pretty good long series but it's it's a it's a great series to read um so yeah so that's gonna be my two cents on that answer there um and like i said i'm a big fan of the uh, one second after series i'm i'll probably end up doing that book again i've already done it twice or done the series twice because it's just so good all right, next question was from Bryce. Bryce asked, a few weeks ago, I bought a bunch of mac and cheese. You can't go wrong with mac and cheese. Everybody loves a little mac and cheese. Um, he says they have a one-year or so expiration date. Uh, he mainly purchased because they were on sale uh, and cheap and to stock up in case of food shortages. We don't have much uh, storage space in our house, so I've had them in my home shop, no AC, uh, last night we made some, and the cheese was clumpy. Presumably, presumably, pres- <laughs> I'm getting tongue twisted here. Presumably, from absorbing humidity in the air. How do you prevent this? Um, pretty much everyone was in unison on this answer here. And airtight containers with oxygen oxygen absorbers in it. Um, I'm going to uh, I don't know second that or. I don't know, 10th that, however many responses there were, but everybody was pretty much the same responses on it. No crazy um, responses there. 
Oh. I don't hear something just fall. Anyways. So on to the next one. Stephanie, she asks, need to teach myself how to can. What are the top five items I need to start canning first? Um, great question there. Um, I was in the same boat. I grew up around my grandma and my mom and aunts and everybody was canning. I grew up around that and I still did not know the first thing about canning whenever I got into it. But it's super easy to do. Uh, especially once you get the hang of it there. Uh, Barry responded with, and a great answer here, uh, just my humble opinion, start with something simple to get comfortable with the process. Tomatoes and dry canning flour or meal as easy as it gets, then move on to more difficult stuff. Great answer there, Barry. Really like that one. Um, Dawn, she responded with the Bell Blue Book for Canning. That is a great book for canning. There are a lot of great books out there for canning, and there's a lot of great videos out there on YouTube for canning, too. Uh, Jacqueline responded with uh, basically responding to her question specifically of what she needed. Uh, jars and lids, a lid tightener, a magnetic lid picker upper, and a pressure cooker. I love that magnetic lid picker upper. That's what it's called, but it's just funny to say anyways uh if you go she also responded with if you go on pinterest it will give you instructions on instructions on how to can which is very true pinterest has a lot of um uh, great material there for uh, canning um also youtube of course uh william oscar william also responded with ask yourself what would you like to eat you can also can meat like hamburgers or sausage and cook the meat uh Cook the meat, pack it in clean mason jars. After you pack it up, pour lard on top of the meat. It's good for up to 10 years. Um, I've not heard of the pouring the lard on top of it, um, but I'm not saying it won't work. It actually sounds like a really great idea because it will definitely create an extra layer of keeping the oxygen out and packing the meat down. Um, now, my response, uh, my personal response with that um, is going to be, uh, and I'm not saying William is wrong. Um, it, it sounds like a great idea, and it's something I will probably end up trying and doing. Um, probably make me a little bit more comfortable, actually, because I actually can my meats raw. I will put my meat, pack my meat into the jar raw, um, because after 90 minutes in a pressure canner, the meat is going to cook itself while it is sealing in the can, and then the fat will come out of the meat, and it will rise. It will create that large layer. So I am kind of getting a large layer there in already. But, um, you know, to each their own. If you prefer cooking your meat first and then packing it in there and then canning it, great. If you prefer to pack it in there raw and canning it that way, great. It is your way of doing things. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure that there is not really a wrong way to do it as long as you are following the sanitation instructions, you know, the, or the sanitation process, doing your hot bath and everything and getting your cans properly ready. Your cans, sorry, your jars and your seals and your lids and stuff properly ready for canning. All right. Uh, next question was asked by John. What is a good bug out bat or a good, I'm sorry, a good bug out vehicle that can uh, be used as a daily vehicle? Um, uh, a lot of questions there. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, a lot of answers there for, you know, four by fours jeeps ford rangers great responses and everything but 
Y'all know what this show is about. This show is about prepping for a grid down SHTF Tiatawaki situation. So the best answer that I've pulled out of that whole list of great answers that were already there was answered by Phil. And Phil said something without electronic ignition or computers in it. And I second that fully, wholeheartedly. I also will add on that there. Anything that is pre-1979. So 1979 and prior, you will be good to go because they were that was before they started putting computers and electric ignitions into vehicles. Um, so keep that in mind. Pre-1979, you're good to go on your vehicle. Um, so that's a good bug out vehicle. Um, now, if it's just a you need to get out because it's civil unrest and, and just pure chaos or foreign invasion or something like that, and we still have power, then yes, a good 4x4, Ford Rangers, Jeep, Bronco, anything that's an all wheel, all terrain, all wheel drive vehicle will be good. Mm. And also, another answer on that that I just barely almost missed here um, was Marcus responded with a good old bicycle great idea a bicycle build yourself a little trailer to put your stuff on um i know uh we're gonna uh, have bicycles with uh little trailers for just in case we can't get our hands on a bug out you know a a, a emp friendly vehicle man my mind just kind of went off in the left field there uh yeah so uh, we'll have bikes uh with little trailers you know uh especially for our youngest because i don't think he's gonna be able to pedal too far on his little bike you know but we'll definitely load his bike up because it doesn't weigh much but we'll have little trailers to carry supplies and bug out bags and stuff like that on anyways next question was asked by kelly kelly asked no one around me will help me prep how do y'all do it and where could i store it um now i'm not going to get into one specific answer because it was a great response but that response ran into more questions that were asked by the person responding and then it ran into a whole conversation and it was some information that I do not feel comfortable talking about with her personal life. So we're going to skip that. If you can find uh, Kelly and her question and that response and you want to go read it, you know, it was in one of the survival groups that I mentioned. I really don't remember which one, but um, I'm not going to go into details on somebody's personal life and what they're dealing with. But anyways, uh, her question was, once again, is no one around me will help me prep. How do y'all do it, and where could I store it? Uh, Joseph responded with, and a good response here, uh, buy stuff you know you don't have yet or enough of, and read and read and read. I like how he did that three times, because yes, it is a lot of reading. Uh, figure out what you're planning for. Uh, start out with prepping for two weeks. Then, start out, then go uh, start prepping for three months. Prep for a year, and then SHTF. Um, and that's what I've uh, talked about on the show is, you know, especially for you beginners out there that are just starting out prepping, start out and get yourself. I but I always say start out with just your your thirty your I'm sorry your seventy two hour emergency food supply for your house. Then start saving up for a two week supply. Once you hit that two week supply mark, then set your goal for a three month supply mark. And then once you get that three month supply. Set for yourself for a year. All right. So by the time you get that three month in there and you set yourself for a year, you've already got the first three months. So you just got to go prep for nine more months to get yourself set up for that solid year. Um, and then just wait. Keep prepping. Rotate your stock and everything, you know. 
I'm keeping an eye on it. Uh, Don responded with, don't let, and he put in quotation marks here, anyone around me, quoting uh, Kelly there, know your preppers, know your, don't let anyone around me know you're a prepper unless they are also. Uh, Relatives who are not helpful, those who think you are nuts, uh, will, and well, the list goes on. Start with a five-section notebook. Uh, Notes, inventory contents of your two bob kits, which are your bug-out bags. Um, Man, that just really just did not register in my head. Relatives who are not helpful... Those who think you are nuts. I think you might have left something out in that response, or I might have missed something there. Anyway, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Basically, what he's saying is to start with a five-section notebook. You want to have your notes, your inventory, your contents of your your, uh, bug-out bags. Um, And he said, my photographic memory is all out of film, so my notebooks are valuable to me. Don't initiate, don't, man. Let's see here. Sorry. I hit the wrong button and it just changed everything here on me. Uh, basically what Don is saying is don't let folks know you're a prepper. And that's just kind of a rule that we all live by is we don't broadcast it out there that we're preppers because folks are going to come knocking on our door. Um, I've actually got a buddy that he does know I'm a prepper and he has made the comment on multiple occasions that when SHTF happens, him and his family's coming to my house. And my response every time is I'm like, come on over. You are more than welcome to anything in my house. And, of course, and, oh, great, man. Great, great, great. Love you, love you, love you. And then I follow up with, we won't be there. Because when SHTF happens, we're already gone. We've been gone. We've already disappeared. So, um, you know, you've, you've always got to be, you know, multiple, multiple steps ahead of the game there on that. Or at least try to be as best of your ability. Uh, Gordon responded with, on the down low, those that refuse to help will be the ones looking at your capabilities. Once again, that falls back to keep your mouth shut. Don't be talking about it. Uh, Gustavo, um, (laughs) and I'm going to be quoting a lot of Gustavo because he's he's responded to a lot of these questions on here. Uh, Don't need anyone to help you prep. Read up as much as you can and formulate your own plan to fit your circumstances. All the info is easily available in the web, but if you expect someone else to help you do it for for you, you'll probably fail miserably. And yes, totally 100% agree with all those great answers there. Uh, And yes, there is a ton of info out there on the interwebs. Uh, Even this little podcast that you are listening to right now has a lot of information in it. And I thank you guys for listening. Um, I'm not, that's not the end of the show. Normally I just say thank you at the end of the show, but no, I was just saying thank you because thank you. Because you guys are awesome, man. Awesome for listening. Even though I ramble sometimes and kind of veer off into the left field like I'm doing right now. Anyways, uh, Vicky, 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 she asked, I know it is really, it is, <laughs> I love when people start out with, I know it is really a dumb question. 
And it's not. It usually, it's usually not, man. It's a good question. I know this is a really dumb question, but how do you store potatoes and onions? Uh, the grocery store had buy one, get one free on five pound bags of potatoes. By the time we went through the first bag, the second bag, the second bag, uh, was soft with eyes. Uh, Jacqueline, who is going to be answering multiple questions, uh, also, uh, she says, put them in a cool, dark place. Mama always told me not to store onions and potatoes close together. I can second that right there. I've always heard, do not store your onions and your potatoes close together because onions, no wait, potatoes. No, onions will, don't ever store other stuff close to onions because of course onions have that strong scent to them, that odor to them. Onions will actually, their scent will actually be drawn in by other foods that is close by. Potatoes actually put out a, I don't want to say a pheromone, but they they put out something that will actually make the other fruits and vegetables around it uh, age faster and rot faster. So always keep your potatoes and your onions, actually keep them completely separate from everything else. Uh, Root cellars is a good place to store those. Um, Yeah, root cellars, your basement cool dark area all right uh brian uh said that he threw uh his soggy ones in the garden and started growing new potatoes now so that is actually good to know so if you've got a bunch of potatoes and they are bad uh go out there dig you a little hole in the ground plant them in there and just let them grow and have your get your garden going right there you know and start start practicing your gardening if you don't have a garden now that's a great way to start practicing um janet uh asks uh, anyone out there have a son of an I have put off buying one for years and think I better get get moving and get one if they really do work. Um, got a lot of the same answers. Uh, a lot of the same answers of give it a Google and DIY a solar oven. They are super easy to build. That is going to be the route that I will go. I've got the plans laid out for one. Um, I'm not building one right now because... It's not something that I need at the moment, um, but it is definitely going to be something that I have the plans for and I have the supplies to build one and put together for when that time comes. However, Brian did respond with, he's, uh, he's got the Ghost Sun and the Ghost Sun Sport. He says, I don't know about the All-American Sun oven, but I know he, he says, mine works fantastic. Excellent option for home-based preps and power outages. So there you go. If you don't feel like building one and you are not handy with the arts and crafts and DIYing, uh, you can go with the, the Go Sun Go or the Go Sun Sport, according to Brian. Um, he uses them. He says they are excellent and they work fantastic. So there you go. Cheap pop for Go Sun Go and Go Sun Sport. I may actually check into those myself and check them out. Anyways, uh, next question is Sophia. She asks... Um, you know, I probably should have just made up towns where they're from, like Sophia from Cincinnati. Um, but I don't know. Didn't want to go that far. Too much research at that point or too much work on my part that I had to do. And I was already reading a lot of stuff and digging. Anyways, Sophia asked, I am new to prepping and always wanted to. Um, these are the questions that I love. I love new preppers. New preppers are my favorite because they're they're young to it. And it's great because I get excited when I see I'm new to prepping because it's like, yay, another one in, you know, our crazy world. 
Um, so I get excited. It's, it's, I don't know. I get giddy about it. Anyway, Sophia wrote, I am new to prepping and always wanted to. I'd rather be prepared in case something happens than screwed. Sadly, I known it's not, I know not, sadly, I know, I know nothing of canning or gardening, but rather stockpile on something than never starting. All right. So our questions are, and this is a three question post she made so i'm going to read all the questions and then we're going to go through the answers and these answers are kind of long on it but good answers and everything all right our first question was what store-bought foods would be best to store for long term such as two years um and my response to that real quick is uh two years i don't feel is long term uh long term and we're looking at 10 years at least i want to get at least 10 years out of something um anyways she says example rice canned tuna spam etc Question two is, what is the best method to store each type of food? Examples, uh, would rice stay good longer in a glass jar versus a Mylar bag? And her question three is, what books or resources is reliable is reliable for me to read about proper long-term... Long-term... Ooh. Long-term food storage. You know, I started out real hyper and going, and now that I've had to tone it down, now I'm all like starting to yawn and everything. Sorry. Anyways, uh, Tasha, she responded with, uh, I do a rotation system. For example, I buy bulk rice, 25-pound bags. Then I break that into gallon Ziploc bags, usually about 12 cups each. She puts those bags in buckets. I take a bucket out and pull out one bag at a time, having two to three more buckets in storage. We have a larger family. When a bucket is empty, I buy more rice and repeat adding it to the bottom when the buckets I, with the buckets I already have. Similar with spam and canned goods, I keep a good supply, good supply minimum one to three months, and I use it to I use it as I use it. I replace it. Great response there. I've actually responded with something very similar in other uh, threads and other groups and stuff about, uh, bulk buying and then breaking it down into smaller, uh, increments. Uh, Marcus, he says, I've kept a can of soup over 10 years and it tasted like new. Um, I'm not sure if that's fully true or not. I definitely want to try that though. I would love to try 10 can, 10 year old can of soup. Definitely want to try that. All right. Now, um, Angie, she answered all three questions. All right, so tell you what, let's do this. We're going to read question one again. What store bought foods would be best to store for long term, such as two years? Angie responded to question one with rice, beans, tuna, pasta, pasta sauce, peanut butter, some soups, grain, oats, flowers, coconut oil, spices, hard candy. It says remember to rotate. If you are buying and using your stock. Also, I have long-term food. I also have long-term food for long-term SHTF scenarios. They are not the main go-to go-tos, uh, just the backup. Uh, question two, she answered, and question two question or yeah, question two was what is the best method to store? What is the best method to store each type of food? Examples, would rice stay good longer in glass jars or mylar bags? Angie again responded with, how you store depends on your space. I prefer mylar for most dry goods and then seal them in buckets. Glass is good if you have racks or pantries where you can 
keep your eyes on them. Of course, jars for, uh, of course, jars for canned or pickled goods, which is true. You want to use your jar, save your jars for uh, canning and pickling stuff like that, for your uh, fruits and vegetables and your meats and pickles. Uh, and she question three she asked was what books or resources is reliable for me to read about proper long term food storage and Angie. Angie, once again, went above and beyond by specifically answering all three of these questions. And her third answer was ball books for canning. There are tons of books on survival and prepping, and I would choose them uh, choose them on your location and level. You can also look on YouTube and download them to a device in case there's no internet or power. Uh, look up prepping and surviving online and save articles and podcasts. Once again, Great response for all three questions from Angie. Kudos to her for taking the time to respond to the question. Um, as far as downloading your information onto a device, I'm going to have to suggest against that because if we go into a grid down from an EMP or a solar flare or a nuclear bomb, um, we're not going to have any electronics. So you need to have a hard copy of everything in a binder that you have made. And I would also suggest laminate your paperwork laminate each individual uh, thing so it is waterproof. Uh, Gustavo he responded with, and there's Gustavo again. I told y'all he's going to answer a couple of these questions here uh, before going on a food and and he, this is a great answer too. Uh, before going on a food supply spending spray, may I suggest you take the time to define what type of SHTF you want to prep for. Excellent start of the response right there. You definitely want to know what you are prepping for. Are you prepping for a flood? Are you prepping for an earthquake, tornadoes? Are you prepping for a full-blown grid down? Look and see what you're prepping for before you start prepping. Um, here in the PNW, we prep for earthquakes, windstorms, rides, toilet paper apocalypse 2.0, <laughs> ever-increasing crime and inflation, nuclear war, zombie apocalypse, or alien invasion, are low on... Wait, hold on. <laughs> I kind of skipped ran all that together. Let me start that over. Here in the PNW, which I got no clue where that's at, I'm assuming it is up in Washington based on the end of his response, and we'll cover that in a second. But anyways, here in the PNW, we prep for earthquakes, windstorms, riots, toilet paper apocalypse 2.0, ever-increasing crime, and inflation. He went on to say nuclear war, zombie apocalypse, or alien invasions are low on our priority list. We do lots of yoga so we can kiss our butts goodbye in case nukes land in uh, Bremerton or other nearby military bases. Uh, Bremerton, isn't that like up near Seattle? I think. Or is that Brington? I don't know. Maybe I, look to, maybe I should look to see where Gustavo is from, actually. Um because I, I don't know where PNW is or what the PNW is. So, Gustavo, if you are listening, hit me up and let me know what the PNW is. Yes, I could Google it. I know I could, folks. I could totally Google the PNW and see what it is. But I'm old school. I like to talk to people. So, um, that's why I like to ask questions. All right? Because even all these questions here, people can are asking, you know, I'm, you know, people could have simply been, you know, a, a troll about it and been like, well, why don't you go Google it? You know, but... People are taking the time to answer these questions. And that's why I'm here taking the time to share these questions and answers because it's a lot of good info. Uh, Diana, she responded with, uh, look uh, for the list on the internet of the first 100 items to go when and if SHTF. It's a good start. 
Um, I believe I did do a show on that list of the first hundred items to go or the first items to go out of the stores. I'm going to check back on some of the previous, go through my notes. It's better if I just go through my notes because I can speed read through them real quick versus listen to individual shows. Uh, but um, I'm going to check and see if I did that or not. If I didn't do the one first 100 items to go for when SHTF happens, um, if I did not do it, I'm definitely going to get that covered ASAP. Um, maybe next show, um, we'll, we'll, we'll check and see and see how that goes. Um, once again, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, oh yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure if I did that show already or not. Anyways, uh, next question is Jake asks, Hey, just wondering if anyone can point me in the direction of some quality brand names for backpacks and equipment. Thanks. Any information is appreciated. Uh, excellent question there, Jake. Uh, Connie responded with the Paratus three-day operators bag. Um, they are sixty-nine bucks over there on the Amazon. Uh, that's pretty much all she said. She put a link to it. Um, looked like a good backpack. It's got a lot of uh, uh, Molly pouches on it and everything, so it, it looked like a good sturdy bag to carry. Uh, Malvina responded with. I would go with oil skin. It's waterproof, lightweight, wears well, aluminum frame, and lightweight. Um, I have to check those out, which we've got bug out bags. You know, we're good there, but um, I'm always looking to upgrade and change things up uh, like most of us are. Um, it's like getting new toys. You know, when you get a new bag or get new supplies and stuff to swap out of your bug out bag or your get home bag. Um, and I always get a kick out of getting new stuff. So anyways, uh, Carlos, he responded with, I am a fan of mountain hardware for larger packs. I still prefer packs designed for backcountry use if I'm bugging out. Uh, so uh, mountain hardware, another one, good one to check out there. You know, do your do your research, folks, and check out, see what works best for you. All right. Um, these are just suggestions about people that have used them, and that's what they like. So if it might work for you, might not. Um, the cool thing about Amazon, too, is if you order through Amazon and you don't like it, you can return it. Um, Wes, he responded with, have you checked out military surplus stores in your area? Many will have waterproof bag inside, um, and you can apply. Uh, many will have a waterproof bag inside, or you can apply a solution to it. Um, yes, military surplus stores are great places to find uh, items such as that, and a lot of good bug out items, too. Uh, and William, closing it out, uh, responded with, check out a local flea market. Uh, you can get great deals out there. That's another good place, too. Um, you'll find a lot of old veterans out there selling off a bunch of stuff, and they'll have a lot of that stuff there to um, get rid of. Get a drink real quick. My throat's a little dry. There we go. Now I feel better. And, of course, it's right here at the end. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, a uh, lot of great questions there. A uh, ton of great answers. Uh, let's see here. Keep getting stuff popping up on my screen here for some reason. Anyways, uh, yeah, there was great questions, great answers from the folks out there in the Internet world, out there on the on the Facebook. Um and, and, you know, there's a ton more great questions. Once again, guys, if you're not in any preppers group uh, on Facebook or on, I don't know if there's any on Twitter or Instagram, but, um, you know, if you're on Facebook, 
definitely, you know, link up with some of them prepper groups out there. Um, you know, we're a community, we're a family. We, we are looking out for each other and we're giving the information out there to those that are wanting it and willing to listen and, and, uh, you know, ask for it. Um, so, you know, uh, always remember there's no such thing as a stupid question. And another, another part two is, uh, the question that you may ask, uh, may have the answer to save someone's life. It's simple as that. Um, so keep that in mind, folks. Don't, don't be scared to ask any questions. I don't know why my phone keeps going off. Oh, just got an update. It's about to rain. So fun. About time we got some rain. Anyways, uh, that is going to get us covered for another shot of the Union Underground. I hope you guys and gals have, have a great week. Remember to reach out to us if you want to come on the show. And don't forget to share us. Hang on. I knew something wasn't right here. Hang on. Yeah. Because then I like to speed through this last part. I don't know why. I mean, I don't want to speed through it and like rush y'all out of here. But um, I want to go do some other stuff. And uh, kind of hungry. It's like late. I haven't had dinner yet. I'm kind of hungry. Anyways, so yeah, let's do this. Remember to reach out to us if you want to come on the show. And don't forget to share us. And be sure to follow or subscribe. Uh, Man, I just got way off on that there. Uh, Remember to reach out to us if you want to come on the show or if you have a product that you want to promote with us. Uh, Don't forget to share us and be sure to follow or subscribe uh, on your podcast provider to get an alert on the newest episodes as it drops weekly. Also, we have Union Underground shirts available for 25 bucks. That includes shipping and also includes a wristband and a sticker in the pack. You can order that through the email at the Union Underground Podcast at gmail.com and that can be found on our link page and there will be a link to our link page, L-I-N-Q, in the show's description. All right, guys. There we go. Got through it. Probably can see how long the uh, outro music's got left on it. I don't want to run out while I'm in the talking there. All right. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Union Underground. You guys are freaking amazing. Love y'all so, so much. Uh, uh, y'all stay safe. I'm standing here reading my notes, and I'm still just kind of veering off and getting all uh, messed up. Anyways, yes, uh, love you all out there, wherever you may be today, this afternoon, or evening, wherever you are listening from no matter where it's at in the world. And I know y'all are listening from all over the world because I see it in the uh, statistics and stuff of all the different countries. And thank you guys so much for that there. Also, y'all stay safe, stay vigilant. God bless you all. This is Mike from Texas signing off. And remember, we're here, we're ready. We are the Union Underground. Bye.